What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. I want to talk about something that I've noticed has been getting a lot of attention recently, particularly in these spring training games, and we've seen in previous years, but that's the practice of miking up players during the game, especially on these ESPN broadcasts. We've been seeing that. It seems to be extremely popular among fans, where they'll you know, give players a mic during the inning and they'll interview them in the middle of their at-bat, even, or you know while they're out on defense or just anything and it adds a lot more it just adds a lot more to the broadcast it really does and fans are huge on this i really like it too and because it makes you know the dead time go by really quickly and you don't really realize that there's dead time because you get to have a conversation you don't but you know the broadcasters get to have a conversation with the players and that's really cool. And people are saying that, you know, if baseball implemented this, this would help viewership absolutely skyrocket, you know, things like this. And then you have all these social media clips circulating around with fun stories from the player, just keeping the game fun and lighthearted. And I think that's really cool, quite frankly. I mean, yesterday they had the Mets on there, you know, Pete Alonzo and, you know, J.D. Davis, Donald Smith, guys like that. You know, the other day they had Anthony Rizzo and, and Chris Bryant for the Cubs. And they're going to continue doing this for spring training. However, I don't know if they're going to do this for the season. And I can already see a couple of reasons why they they might not be able to do it during this the season. I mean, this is not the first time they've done spring training. They've done it in previous years, and it was a big hit back then as well. But you have to remember that during the season, those games count. And you are going to obviously going to get backlash from some managers and some teams who don't want that because they believe it'll be a distraction. Can you imagine having your shortstop mic'd up or something in a high leverage situation and then he boots a ball and he makes an error and then people are going to be saying like, oh, well, if he wasn't so distracted telling jokes on the on the microphone or distracted by the conversation he was having with the broadcasters, then he may have been able to make that play and then the team wouldn't have lost the game, you know, losing games. It's never good because, you know, these are guys' jobs. This is, you know, this is their livelihood. These are very serious moments. So I can definitely see the flip side of it and the argument against having these in the regular season. But, I mean, at least for spring training, I'm all for it. I'm absolutely all for it. It's it's good stuff. It adds a lot to the broadcast. It's And I think it's it's impressive when you when you have it for the guys that are hitting and then they're still able to hit, you know, it's like, and I guess that kind of shows that this game is best played with, you know, a free and easy mindset. Whenever you get so tense and loose and just kind of, you know, all tight with yourself, and then you get in your own head a bit too much. So I'm just talking from the perspective of a hitter. I, this works for pitching, actually in defense as well. So no, scratch that. It works for any position. When you get all tight and, you know, up, in arms and basically you start thinking too much in baseball that's when you run into trouble but when you're free and easy and you let whatever drills you did in practice or anything your mechanics you let those work for you then the game becomes a lot easier because you're just playing you don't have to worry about the nitty-gritty you do that in practice but in the game you just go out there and play free and easy and you saw Alonzo yesterday punches an RBI single through the right side while mic'd up. We saw Anthony Rizzo hit a ball in the gap the other day while mic'd up. It's it's pretty cool. 
And, you know, we saw this in the All-Star game last year as well. I think Fox did it for the All-Star game. Um, it, it's a big hit. It really is. And it's nice that we're getting to use spring training as kind of a training ground for media strategies and all these broadcasting strategies that are going to help baseball viewership because that's obviously a big goal for everyone. That's on everyone's mind, how we can make this game more attractive to fans of the younger demographic. I think that's definitely the demographic that baseball should be targeting. I think one more thing they need to improve on is making these clips accessible sooner. So, I mean, we're seeing this. I mean, we saw this after the game was over, maybe like, you know, after the game was over, MLB or Sports Center or whatever would post it on their account. However, in we'll use the NBA as an example because they're the best example of doing this, uh, you know, taking advantage of social media and their young fans. As soon as a play happens, you'll see it within minutes, within five minutes, five to ten minutes. You'll see it all over social media, all over, you know, random Instagram accounts, Twitter accounts, every everything, you know, related to basketball. For baseball, they're not there yet, you know. They're still trying to improve in that regard, but if, if we can get these clips out there in real time, more or less, and circulate them on social media more freely, then that'll obviously help the viewership because it's just helping you grow the game. It's helping to advertise the game. So that's definitely, I mean, these interviews are, are cool. Definitely something I want to see them do more of in exhibition games, but whether or not we'll see in the, in the regular season, I doubt it. They're saying that they're planning to put microphones in the first base bag so that you could hear conversations at first base. I mean, that's, that's a start. You could just put it at every bag, honestly. And maybe one at home plate so you could hear just anything. And it'll be up to the broadcast team to kind of cut through and sift through them so that um, they can maybe replay them at a more relevant time or maybe in, in live in lifetime. But that's that's going to be interesting to see. That's a development on more watch. But just want to touch on that. That's something that I think that we should keep our eye on trying to find ways we can make the game more interesting to fans because – whether we like it or not, the game is losing viewership among the younger demographic. Baseball's, baseball's you know, average fan base skews older, and we need to find a way to recapture that younger group of fans. So just something I thought I would touch on. In other news, there could be a second Cespedes coming to the major leagues. That's Ioannis Cespedes's younger half-brother is... Yoelkis Cespedes, and he is going to be declared a free agent by Major League Baseball on March 18. He's 22 years old. He left Cuba last summer, and he's planning some showcases for MLB clubs in Arizona and Florida later this month. He previously played for Cuba in the 2017 World Baseball Classic, but you know he's young, so he's going to be exempt from you know the international bonus pool because the rule is that players who were younger than 25 and have fewer than six years of professional experience are considered amateurs and therefore they can only sign minor league deals so you know amateurs can still receive signing bonuses which are taken away from the team's bonus pool but basically they can't uh, teams can't exceed their bonus pool under any circumstances to sign these guys they're they're hard capped so 
it's possible that Yoelkis Cespedes might have to wait till July 2nd to sign with the Major League team. Most clubs have already spent the vast majority of their bonus pool for this year, but the 2020 to 2021 signing period will kick off on July 2nd, so then they'll get a fresh crack, you know, fresh amount of money to allocate to him, but we'll see. Uh, you know, he's, like I said, he's Yoannis' younger brother. This is going to be interesting. I saw a picture of their swing side by side. They look identical. It's, it's always funny how that goes, you know. Whenever you see, like, a son, they put, like, the son and the father side by side. It's, like, always very similar. I, I don't know if that's just because the kid grows up trying to emulate, you know, the father or, you know, one brother tries to emulate the other. I don't really know. But it's always interesting how that happens. But it is nice to hear or read that Yoannis is taking care of his little brother. He bought him a house in Florida, just five miles away from his own. That's really cool. But as far as a, a scouting report on Yoelkis, the details are pretty sparse. He's 5'9", 205, so he's a you know, stocky kid. And some believe he has potential 5'2 tool talent. His arm is an 80 grade. They give him an 80 grade throwing arm. And he showed some loud tools last summer is what they're saying, according to Eric Longenhagen of Fangraphs. But they're saying he's probably going to get more of a high six or low seven figure signing bonus, you know, so somewhere around a million dollars. That's what they said back in November. He hasn't been seen by MLB scouts in quite some time, but he'll have the opportunity to showcase himself very soon in a couple weeks. And then we'll get a better understanding of his potential price tag and market. But I mean, He's young enough that on, he honestly he could have improved since the last time. I mean, he's likely improved since the last time scouts saw him. Unless you know, obviously he, he probably hasn't seen much uh, live pitching. But as far as working out and you know doing all that, I'm sure he's had a chance. And with his brother helping him out, they were able to work out a lot this past off season together. So I mean, when you have a an established big leaguer as a brother, then you know that's that's obviously a huge feather in your cap. That's going to help you. So we'll keep an eye on your Welk assessment. I really want to see how that plays out. That's someone uh, I'm going to keep an eye on. And it'd be cool if you have two Cespedes brothers in the major leagues. Well, hopefully Ioannis can get healthy. But uh, we'll see how that goes. So that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.